maybe you need that amount of market risk because we need the market to make up for lost time. And here you are in a, stuck in a, a target date fund that's going to put you at a, you know, 60% fixed income, 40% equity holding. Um, and we aren't able to move or, or capture a lot of the upside in the market. It's time to retire with confidence. Welcome to Unlocking Your Financial Future with financial advisor, Ben Schrock. Welcome back in to Unlocking Your Financial Future, the podcast that really talks a lot about financial planning, retirement planning, and cover a wide variety of topics. Today, we're going to focus on one that is really at the core of most people's retirement plan. That's the 401k. You probably utilize one. You probably have one, maybe more than one uh, retirement account. And we're going to talk about some of the, the frequently asked questions that come across uh, through email or over the phone or in, in Ben's office as he's meeting with clients at BA Shock Financial Group and really address some of these uh, these main questions and try to provide some answers today because the 401k is so important, so vital to your uh, retirement plan and uh, your financial future. So we want to make sure we treat it with that respect, and we will do that today on the show. Welcome in, Ben. Good to talk to you. Yeah, absolutely. Good to talk to you. We're excited about this one. This is, a, this is a common one. We see almost every single person we meet has a 401k. So this is good for everyone that's got one or thinking about having one. I was going to say, what in what scenario does somebody not have a 401k? It just seems like that's almost a given for anybody. Yeah. I mean, really, it's when you work for a, a non-for-profit, they will uh, shift to do a 403b, which again, they've come a long, long way since they, they first started. Um, and they're almost identical to a 401k nowadays. So yeah, th- those are uh, the, the only main other option out there in our area. Okay. So the 401k, we're going to run through. We've got six different items that deal with the 401k. And we're going to try to get some clarity and some answers from Ben. And let's start off with this one. You know, Within the 401k, if you are you know, fortunate enough, your company has a lot of perks and benefits. And maybe one of the ones they'll offer you is some free advice or maybe some advice for a very low fee uh, within your 401k. Is it a good idea to take advantage of this? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it is. It, it's going to depend. And I think my answers today, are, they're going to be a lot of, it depends, um, because it's every situation is so unique and everyone's situation is so, it should be customized to their needs. Um, but I think any advice is, is, you know, by a professional is good advice. So again, if they're going to help you with the investment selection based on uh, uh, some criteria, say maybe just your risk tolerance, it, the challenging part with that is, you know, um, how are they getting the basis of this advice for you and your specific situation? Are they, you know, spending, you know, five minutes with you doing a risk profile and then saying, here's what you should do? Or is it sitting down and actually having a conversation and say, okay, what's your, uh, you know, your future looking like? What's, uh, do we have any other investments up there? Do you have a spouse that's contributing? Uh, what are we looking like for retirement, you know, in terms of tax planning, which again, some of these questions are going to uh, uncover here later on. But um, yeah, so it's going to depend Ben, on, on that situation to say, what kind of advice are they giving? If it's just investment advice, I still think that's good because they can kind of help you peel back the layers of the different investments within their 401k option. Uh, but a Above and beyond that, then it's something maybe you need to also consult with another professional uh, like ourselves or, or someone else out there to say, this is what they're advising me to do. What do you think? And, you know, we, we can give our two cents to say it looks great or, you know, hey, some of it looks good. Let's change a little bit here because of whatever reason. So maybe a good starting point for someone that's yeah. kind of getting started in investing, but you know, always a good chance to maybe research further or get the, obviously the opinion of a financial advisor that can really dig into your personal situation. Okay. How about uh, 401k loans? I, I mean, is they, are these always op- offered through your 401k? Um, and if they are, or either way, if you do have that, that option to use a, a loan out of your 401k, is it ever a good idea? Yeah. I mean, a lot of plans offer um, that. I don't I don't think 100% of them do or are the ones that I'm you know familiar with. Uh, almost all of them do offer that, but it's going to depend on what you need that money for, okay, or what stage of your life you're in. Um, 
if you're just say uh, you know someone in the, their mid 40s that you know they have job security, they're going to be there for a long time, and they want to pull out some money to pay off some debt. Okay, maybe it's a good option too because um, you're looking at the the other underlying you know features of that loan. Okay, what is the interest rate on there? You know, if it's reasonable, okay, maybe it makes sense to say your credit card debt is is 17%. The loan interest within your 401k is six, and you're paying that thing back on a month, on a regular basis through your contributions. Maybe it makes sense to take a loan off there and, and knock down some debt somewhere. I could we could explore that option. But like I said, it, it's going to depend on where you are in your life because if you actually retire with a loan on your 401k and do not pay that back. Um, and go to roll that over to an IRA, you then are taxed or you're responsible. You'll, you'll get a 1099 to show that loan balance as taxable income to you on that, that at the moment you roll that into an IRA or you, the moment you take that distribution, essentially, you have to show that as taxable income. So if you haven't paid that thing all the way off, you have to be prepared to pay the taxes on it when you actually do go to move that money later on in life. So it's something that we have to pay really close attention to to make sure that um, either we figure that in the plan that we have a balance and we have to show that as income or um, how we're pay this thing back because it's not, you know, free money. It's something that you have to pay back. Yeah. Maybe an extra uh, little bit of planning goes into that decision. If that's something you're thinking about doing with the 401k, uh, maybe make sure you plan out everything accordingly and just kind of understand exactly how it that plan's going to work and how this thing's going to be executed. Yeah, it, it, but it is, it is too good. I mean, I think it is also good, Ben, because it is something that it's a resource. So it's something to where okay. before you, you run and go take a personal loan somewhere else or, or you know, again, have a bit slap it on a credit card, um, right. it's something that you, you should definitely explore. Okay, good deal. All right. Um, I, I think anybody with a 401k has probably heard the term rollover. Um, when does a rollover make sense and when does it not make a lot of sense? Yeah, so it, it's going to depend on, again, here's my favorite answer, it depends. Um, it's going to depend on the situation that we're in. So uh, I think 401k rollovers make sense uh, pretty much any time that, that they're offered or they're available. Now, again, once we look at the actual 401k itself, we, we kind of go into a lot of details and say, what does this person have at their, you know, resource or what, what investment options do they have within the plan? Okay. So maybe they only have 10 different investment selections. All right. What are the fees associated with this account? So we can do our due diligence. You can pull form 5,500. It's a public you know, document to see kind of what's going on within that plan. What are the charges, fees associated with it? What are the internal costs on all the mutual funds? And basically do our homework behind there to say, here's all your options currently. Here's what it's costing you. And then here's what we would do differently to say, okay, as a cost comparison, we might be a little bit more expensive, but here's what we feel in terms of the investment side, in terms of maybe some uh, Roth conversions or some other things that we're going to be doing outside of that, where it makes sense to do a rollover. So again, let us help you justify that. If we feel, hey, this this 401k has a lot of good investment options, it's very cheap for you to do it. it. Might make sense just to leave it go for a while and manage that and invest, you know, manage those investments and rebalance them or whatever you're doing. Anytime that someone is generally away from their old job, you have an old 401k, you're able to roll that to an IRA. Or a lot of times plans will allow you to say once you reach the age of 59 and a half, you can do an in-service rollover. Um, so once you're 59 and a half and you're still working, still putting into your 401k, you can take a portion of that money, if not all of it, depends on the plan, and roll that into an IRA for the you know firm like us to manage or someone else out there to manage more specifically for your situation. So those are the most common ones that we work with. Like we mentioned in the past podcast with us dealing with the baby boomers, we work with a lot of those situations where we'll say, okay, we want this money to be doing something very specific for you because we're really close to retirement and we want to invest a specific way and manage a specific way so that we're ready to hit the ground running for retirement so we can justify the rollover at maybe 59 and a half or 60, maybe even a couple years before they actually retire. 
Okay. Let me ask you about target date funds. This is something that I know when I first opened up my first 401k through an employer, you know, I just, I was kind of looking through the investment options and, you know, you don't, a lot of times you don't know the specific mutual funds or companies are. So you're like, oh, the target date, this is perfect. I know I want to retire around, you know, X year. So I'm going to just put my money in here and then assume that it kind of takes care of itself. So what what are these target date funds exactly? And are they a good option for investing? Yeah. So basically a target date fund is going to kind of be like an autopilot fund that says, okay, if your target date for retirement, let's say it's, you know, usually I think they go out to like age 65, wherever you're going to retire. So Ben, they may say your target date is target 50, you know, 2055 or whatever that number would be um, to, to get you to age 65. Okay. And so the longer you have, so if it's, you know, 2055, you're going to be invested in more equity positions. So you're going to have a higher balance of equities. Maybe it's 80% equities, 20% uh, fixed income or bond funds. And then as you approach and get closer to that retirement date, they're going to naturally shift away from the equity holdings and get more and more weight within the bond holdings. So maybe when we're 10 years out, it's 50-50. If we get five years in, maybe it's you know 60-40 or you know 70-30, the, the fixed income to the bond. So that's kind of the natural management of those is as we get closer to that retirement date, they're going to shift and get more fixed income and less equity. So again, do I, do I like them? Are they good? Are they bad? Um, I, I think honestly, I'm not a huge fan of them for a couple of reasons. Um, you know, Morningstar said the average cost on those um, is about 0.62%. So the internal cost, which again, for 401ks can be a little expensive um, depending on the plan. But the other side of it is I just, I'm not a big fan of, you know, managing purely on age and that's what it's doing. It's not really taking on any other obstacles or any other consideration because you might be, you know, 55 years old and comfortable with a ton of market risk. Um, and maybe you need that amount of market risk because we need the market to make up for lost time. And here you are and it's stuck in a, a target date fund that's going to put you at a, you know, 60% fixed income, 40% equity holding. Um, and we aren't able to move or, or capture a lot of the upside in the market. So um, managing purely on on risk is kind of what they're doing within these things. And that's why I tend not to, to like them because I just don't think it gives the client the fair shot or fair crack of what they really deserve in terms of the actual management. But again, it's something where we commonly see where people that neglect an allocation option, they just say, I don't know, I'm going to enroll in it and start putting money in. Um, it's like the default fund that people can get into because it, it's you know technically managed you know in a specific way based on age. So for that reason, it's not a bad thing. Okay. So maybe it's good early on, but as you yeah. get a little closer to retirement, you want to reevaluate things. Yep. Okay. Um, well, speaking of putting money into your 401k, let's talk contributions. Hopefully you work for somebody that's going to match your contributions, maybe to a certain percentage. I think that's kind of starting to go away more and more. But if you do have that match option within your 401k, should you contribute just enough to max it out? Or do you suggest people putting in more and going above and beyond that number? Yeah, I mean, it's always good to get up to the match. I mean, that's, that's you know, quote unquote, free money. But again, I think that it can get a little dangerous if we put in too much money. So again, it's going to depend on um, how what's the classification of the money going in. Are we putting everything in pre-tax to lower our liability now? Okay, lower our taxable income now to defer a lot of that income and not get taxed on it as it goes in. So we're lo- getting a little bit better tax return. And the problem with that is that that number is going to grow and grow and grow. We might have you know two million dollars in that four hundred one k when we retire, and it's all pre-tax money. So really, Uncle Sam's chunk of that is you know we have thirty forty percent or whatever that the tax rates are going to be at that point in time. So um, we have to take that into consideration. So $2 million really isn't $2 million because the government and, and the taxable portion of that's going to take a big chunk of it. So 
I would always say it's good to get up to the match um, and then start looking elsewhere to say, okay, do I need a Roth? Do we need some some tax planning to go into uh, our situation um, to try to capitalize on this? Because it is something that can be a little dangerous if, if we're not preparing for the tax bomb later on in life. All right. Let's close out our conversation on 401ks with Roth versus traditional. I think most people just maybe don't know the difference to begin with. And probably a lot of people don't realize that there might even be a Roth 401k option within your 401k that you can take advantage of. Is this something, if you do have it, that you need to be putting money into? Yeah, this is something that that is a a huge uh, benefit for you all that have one. And I think nowadays it's more um, uncommon to to not see that option within the plan. Um, so a lot of plans are in putting them back in um, or giving you that option to have them. And, and a lot of times you don't even know it. So you might have that option available and they don't even tell you or you maybe neglected to open up that email. Um, so call. Call the, the plan administrator if it's, you know, whoever, Fidelity, Vanguard. Just ask them um, and, and give them a buzz and say, do I have that option available to me? And then we start exploring it. So again, it, it might not make sense to go full bore all 100% Roth because then you're paying taxes on that money coming out. So so I think there's a good balance, Ben, honestly, to say most of our clients, especially like our younger ones that we're working, uh, have a lot of working years left. We're going to look at it and say, we're going to defer maybe 2% into the traditional or pre-tax account and maybe 6% in the Roth. Okay. So take advantage of a little bit of the tax savings and deferring some of that income and then put the rest in the Roth. Cause once we hit 59 and a half and we eclipse five years on that Roth, everything we pull out of it's tax-free, which is a huge, huge benefit um, later on in life. And remember, they're matching. If they are matching, they cannot match your Roth contributions into Roth money. So that's going to go into the pre-tax bucket. So you will always have some money that's going to be considered pre-tax, which again is okay because we are able to defer that and it's essentially free money from the company. Um, So it it is something that I think people should have some pre-tax money because again, with our tax laws, take advantage of uh, standard deductions and things of that nature, right now, but it's also something to give you a little bit of tax relief here on the front end while you're working. So again, I, I know I rambled on there a lot about it. It's, it's everyone's situation is going to be different, but I think it's too hard for an individual, honestly, to just sit down and say, mm, these numbers seem good. Let's just, let's just pick them. You know, to me, it's, mm-hmm. there's got to be a science behind it. There's got to be an end result end goal in mind to say, I want to get to this number in retirement, or I need this much money in retirement. How much do I have to save and how much of that should be pre and how much of it should be Roth money? Okay. And if somebody is not sure if they have Roth 401k option, is that just a matter of going to the HR person that you work with and asking them about it? Yeah. And I think it's honestly, sometimes it's easier uh, and not to poke any HR people out there, but sometimes it's easier just to call the the 401k administrator themselves. Because generally they have a 1-800 number, like a help hotline that you can call and get in pretty quick, like a Fidelity. Call them and ask them. They have your plan in front of them. So they'll know. They'll say, let me look at the plan documents. Yep. You have one. Here's how you can do it. And they can do it right there for you online or over the phone. Okay. That's good to know. So if you, if you aren't sure, go ahead and call your, uh, your plan administrator and just ask them. It's good to know. And, and you'll want to take advantage of that potentially if it's available in your account. So these are just some of the frequently asked questions dealing with the 401k that come into the office of BA Shrock Financial Group. And, and hopefully you'll, you got some answers today on some of these things. And maybe you were wondering about these at some point during your investment planning, uh, time frame and and hopefully this gives you some answers but if you have anything else that goes beyond this or you want to get a little more information on one of these items we discussed today you can call ben directly at 330-473-1060 or you can find them online at bashrock.com 
www.the-fg.com. Plus, you'll find every podcast there as well. And you can go back and listen to a number of shows we've done on all kinds of topics. And hopefully you'll get some great information along the way. and It'll help you out with your uh, retirement plan. So, Ben, let's call it a day on that note. I appreciate it again, as always. And we'll talk to you again soon. Sounds good, Ben. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through B.A. Schrock Wealth Management, Inc. and A.E. Wealth Management, LLC. B.A. Schrock Wealth Management and A.E. Wealth Management are not affiliated companies. B.A. Schrock Wealth Management is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies using a variety of insurance and investment products. Investing involves risks, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to safety, security, or guaranteed lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investment products. Insurance and annuity product guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. BA Schrock Wealth Management is not permitted to offer and no statement made during the show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any government agency. This podcast is a paid placement. It is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice to designed to meet the particular needs of an individual situation.